Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 20 of the Audible Farm Podcast. This episode features Jared Harp of Americature, and this episode is also brought to you by New Revolt Promotions. New Revolt Promotions' goal is to help young artists find an audience and become established in the local community by putting them on stage and helping them connect with other artists. New Revolt's next show is February 24th at Rats Records in Des Moines, Iowa. It features three brand new local bands playing alongside the Astro Bastards. To find out more information on shows, visit the New Revolt Promotions Facebook page. It's listed below. And if you know somebody that's looking to get into playing local shows, go ahead and message that New Revolt Promotion Facebook page. Or you can send them an email, and I got that down at the bottom as well. That's kobemurray at gmail.com. Uh, you can send them a, like I said, you can send them that Facebook message or you can send them that email. Either way will work great. I'm super happy to have New Revolt Promotions sponsoring a podcast. They do great work. I'm super excited to just be able to do something with somebody else that's in the community and and get those new artists out there to, to play music. I mean, that's that's one of the things that when I first started playing music again, I didn't know where to go, who to hit up and and, you know, what to do. So like this is call to arms if you have a band and you're looking to you know maybe play a show down in the des moines area um just hit them up you never know what'll happen because they like to have brand new bands come down play shows uh they've they know a bunch of people they'll they'll get you in contact with the right people get you to a place and they'll, they'll book you a show it'll be great thanks again to everybody for listening to this episode i sit down with jared harp of americature and the two of us didn't actually know each other almost at all um we sent some messages back and forth uh via the internet woo woo and uh you know i'd seen him live before i saw him play with tv cop and i thought to myself man these guys are cool i mean i love me some tv cop but it's it's also good to you go to a show to see one band and the other band is literally just as awesome so i was super stoked to actually get down uh to see these guys play live uh one time I can't wait to actually do it again. Uh, hopefully we can get like a maybe a three-finger Betty and Americature show booked in Fort Dodge sometime. Either way, um, we'll sit down and talk about a bunch of different stuff in the podcast, including social media and, and and you know, his band history, just tons and tons and tons of stuff. It's a great hour. I hope everybody digs it as much as I did. I'm pretty sure I made a new friend through all this podcast stuff. So it's it's awesome getting to meet new people, and I'm, I'm really happy that people are entertaining the idea of doing an interview with me for a podcast that even if they don't know there's some people i've talked to that don't, didn't even know i had a podcast and and i'm just grateful that everybody's listening and taking to it as well as they have so thank you everybody this is episode number 20 with jared harp of americature it's the audible farm podcast with your host peter stockdale Sitting down today with Jared Harp of Americature. I mean, you're a punk band. That's that's what you would call yourselves. I mean, I saw you to sum it up in one word. One. I guess you would call it punk. Yeah, you know how it is. It, it ends up being like, yeah, not technically just punk. That's for sure. Yeah, I feel like punk is one of those really encompassing names for a style, kind of like metal. It's like we play metal, yeah. but I mean, there's so many different kinds of metal. That's where you would start. Yeah. That's so. the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. So I saw you guys play once. It was a benefit show uh, here in Fort Dodge, and I 
I actually went to go see TV Cop, but I believe you guys actually bookended the show. You played first and last. Does that sound right? Yes. Yeah. Was... Well, well, one of my okay. So I was in a band in high school, which was called ADHD. <laughs> so so that band played like first. And then later on played again, and Americature also played. Yeah, man, I I saw you guys play. I was there. I mean, it's it's the one of those happy coincidences where you kind of run into people playing music that you're like, dude, I dig this, and I didn't even come to see this originally, and I, that's probably one of my favorite parts about going out and and watching shows and stuff like that. Is you always run into somebody you're like, hey, I dig these guys' stuff. So, I mean, it's sheer coincidence that you and I sort of met i mean i kind of messaged you through facebook and uh through your guys's band facebook page which i will share um in the description section for sure cool but, uh, cool but what got you started playing music like how long you been playing uh what's what's the dealio man oh golly i don't know it's been a long time i started playing guitar when i was 12 and right now i'm 29 um I've been writing lyrics as long as I can, like, remember. It's probably been since, like, first grade. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. One day <laughs> it's like, you know, you see it. Back in the day, a live band used to be much more of a big deal than it is now. Oh, yeah, totally. To go out and see someone live and just the live, like, attack when you're seeing it and feeling it and you see them kind of you know glow like that on stage exactly at a young age it, it kind of brings something out where you're like you know you can express yourself that way exactly i do totally feel you there like i i hear some people say that like oh back in the day it was so much cooler to go to live music and i i hearken a lot of that to just being well you were probably younger so you probably nostalgia yeah it's a little bit of nostalgia but also like when you're kind of a young kid you're a little bit impressionable i mean so you go see these guys ripping up music that you're just like oh man i uh, you're just discovering music for the first time, probably too, or and it's like these guys either sound like a band you like, or it sounds like something you you never heard of, and you're just like, this is totally cool. So you end up kind of finding your own way with music, and it, I don't know, that's what gives it that real personal feel. I feel like, yeah, yeah, I don't know, like, I'm not sure if it helps you, you know, connect a little bit, you know, with whatever's going on, or it's like you uh, you see you see that, and it kind of helps you realize what what that is yeah yeah man so you play guitar yeah if you did is that where you started out on was a guitar yeah you didn't play anything else i played the bass cello in middle school no way don't know nothing about it now i could play it if i had one but yeah. I, I don't know anything about actual notes anymore i mean i know it like the abcs yeah. of music kind of yep and like if someone tells me what key i can find it mm -hmm. but for the most part like i just play totally by ear yeah that's pretty pretty crazy man you know is that how you learned was just playing by ear yeah so yeah so like what happened is oh i seen my older brother playing guitar yeah and this was like when you know in the late 90s where like hellbelly deluxe comes out like yep. rob zombie yep, yep. and like just rock was at this weird weird state you know uh -huh. people were all playing guitar yep so it was like cool i want to play guitar uh-huh played a little bit of bass mm-hmm and eventually, somewhat of a long story short, my brother showed me a little bit. I got a hand-me-down squire. Nice. And, uh, you know, figured it out with my ears a little bit. And really, I started to learn tab first. Yep. And at that, um, long story short, uh, when I was younger, 
when when I was 12, I started actually trying to play guitar. Yeah. And at that point, my dad was actually locked up uh-huh. and for a while. Yeah. And so he kind of had sent me letters on in magazines mm-hmm. on kind of how to read guitar tab. Oh, that's cool. And like stuff like that. Yeah. So that's that's basically how I learned. You know, you start to learn a few things on tab and it was like all I did was learn Metallica for, you know, the first month or two. Yeah. And yep, you know, yep. once you start to get good at that, you think you're so fucking cool. Yep. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I know. Yeah, I, and, I did the mega death route, but I took the yeah, the exact same thing you're talking about. Yeah. Man. So it was just like learn all parts of little bits of songs and you learn how other people write it. You just feel it. Yeah. Feel it out. Yeah, man. Uh, that was like one of the things before I, cause I, I played guitar from like, meh, I don't know, like 16 to like 20 something ish. And I kind of quit for like five or six years. And I just recently started playing again and really trying to figure it out, you know, actually figure out what I'm doing instead of just reading tabs and playing what somebody tells me to. So, uh, like I started out with a lot of punk music and I kind of like ended up going to like Megadeth and stuff like that. But like Maybe Megadeth's a pretty good example because a lot of it feels you can totally see like where his song structure comes in. It's just like, oh, this is just mostly like pentatonic jamming, where like minor jamming, and it's like a lot of it's an E or B or you know, right. you find out what people like to use and how they decide to use it's it. It's kind of like more simple hard rock. Exactly. You know, it's like the kind of like if you play hard rock, these are the generic these are like the root notes yeah. of, of that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I and I totally dig it. Um a buddy of mine's been recently messaging me about like trying to get better at playing metal music and it's it's just one of those things where it's like just dig out some tabs and try and like copy what other people are doing. Go and, back and, over and, some... and figure out what where they're coming from and it, sometimes it gives you like a refresher course to kind of figure out where you wanna go with it, you know. Yeah. And I'm not super good at like doing the whole like oh i read all these tabs i can tell you all the notes he hit and like where he key changed and where he switched from one mode to the next like i don't know all that stuff but like you could still kind of feel out where people are going with stuff and i mean is there a style you prefer to play um because i mean i saw you play punk music what's happened is uh at some point I tried, and it was a whole group of us, you know, we were trying very hard to play some hard rock or some metal. Yeah. Like, we were trying very hard, okay? Uh So, like, when you grow up in the 90s, and, you know, I'm 9, I'm 10 o'clock, you know, or 10 years old, sorry, when I'm, you know, Slipknot comes out with fucking their self-titled and shit, and everyone's, like, shitting about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the one. And it's like, dude, you know, I don't know, it kind of morphed into, like, let's do metal, and you know, because that's what I was good at. Well. Uh We all got together, figured out that we couldn't fucking play metal because, yeah. you know, we're kids. I mean, yeah. we're like 12, 13 years old and shit. Uh-huh. And uh, what happened? As sad as it may be to say, I'm just going to be honest with you. It's like around the time uh, Blink-182 released their debut album yep. or their de- with their self-titled album. Yep. And the time that fucking Green Day released American Idiot. Yep. It wasn't because of those two albums, but it was because of like the like pop punk up bringing that started yep. we we're like you know i've always really liked green day uh-huh when i was younger i was into them and this is like the mid 90s you know uh-huh this is uh dookie insomniac and nimrod yep and it's like you know that's a whole different time yep and uh i'm you know i felt like a, anyway that's a totally different subject but <laughs> You come up to uh, this time, and it's like, you know, you start to relate. Mm-hmm. Uh, what made me want to write punk rock is uh, 
Blink-182's album Dude Ranch. Yeah, that's a good one, man. And uh, it was just like because they stuck with the fast beat the whole time. Uh-huh. It was stupid. It was simple enough, like, yeah. you're young and you can play it. Exactly. And uh, that's what we started with. We played, like, 13 cover songs. Our first show is ADHD. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, everything from, like, Weezer, Nirvana, Green Day. Uh, we played Boys in the Hood from <laughs> Dynamite Hack. That's hilarious. You know. I, uh, when I was growing up we had like a little band in high school and it was uh we called it active input but we played a lot of like punk covers too and we went more like the sum 41 newfound glory route so we you know i feel like there's like kind of phases of music that people choose or like areas but like all uh, those bands were really all in one area in that like in that area with american idiot and fucking the the blink 182 stuff some 41 was was pretty damn big and yeah. so it was yeah dude and i mean we would choose like older some 41 songs and some newer songs like i remember we played chuck a couple times and right uh, but the, the good stuff yeah but we'd stick to like you know fat lip and the hell song and things like that I, we played machine gun a handful of times from like one of their older albums you know and i think that's on half hour of power i might be incorrect whatever but it's it's either way but it's kind of fun to see that like somebody else enjoys pop punk as much as i do because i mean I feel like it's a niche market, and you almost don't want to go out and tell people, like, this is one of my favorite kinds of music, and people are like, dude, dude, just chill out. Yeah, super lame. When you're alone, it's so cool. Yeah, dude. Once everyone starts making fun of you, it's like, whatever then. Yeah, no kidding. Whatever. Yeah, this is, yeah, I mean. I'm going to play my music now. I'm probably not going (laughs) to cruise around in my Toyota Avalon blaring it out the windows or anything. Right, right. You know. I I was literally just listening to Boxcar Racer. Sweet. Yeah, dude. Yeah. that's. uh, I got it in my CD player in my truck right now. That's awesome. Straight up. I don't, like, keep it in there, but I was like, I seen it in my closet. I'm like, you know, hell, I'm going to listen to this. Pull it out, throw it in. Yeah. That's awesome. That's literally sitting next to a a CD of uh, Biggie Life After Death. (laughs) Like, straight up, you know. So, it's like, I I listen to all kinds of shit. Yeah, dude. I, uh, I mean... As far as like rap goes, I mean, I'm not a very big rap person, no, and I, mean pro- I probably don't even have enough uh, knowledge on the topic. That to is have the much only rap opinion. album I own, yeah. actually. Yeah, I, I <laughs> but fe- I do like. It. Yeah, and it sucks to say that. Like, I feel like some of the best rap is probably some of the rap that most people know the best. You know, like you got your Dr. Dre or like your Eminem mm-hmm. and your N.W.A. and I mean, uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. I mean, you just throw out like handfuls and handfuls of bands, and it's just like, yeah, I mean, these are the best ones. You go like all the way back to be well, like, what I got into was I love Rage Against the Machine, yeah, dude, and uh, stuff like, yeah, there's not a lot like that, but I guess stuff like that, yeah, it's a uh, kind of rappy and kind of rocky all at the same time. Um, there's a handful of bands that have tried to mesh the two, and it usually comes out pretty unique for each band because it they because they try to pick like the best part of whatever they're gonna do. One of my favorite rap metal bands back in the day was Stuck Mojo, and not too many people know who they are. I don't know yeah, who it is. But uh, they were like really heavy in the rap portion, um, and it was kind of like Southern rock, and it was all down-tuned, but that was that was always one of my favorites as far as, as rap goes. But um, So you had ADHD, and then how do you transfer from that? Like, How long is that removed from when you started doing the Americature stuff? Like 10 years. All right, yeah. so let's fill in some gaps. Yeah. What do you yeah. got what do you got going on in those ten years? Oh my. Uh so ADHD, right. Anyway, uh I'm I'm not 
I'm going to have to dig deep here to, to really think about this, but I can tell you that when I was in high school, I went to Germany for two weeks with the school, and while I was there, basically we disbanded. Oh, okay. And uh, <laughs> I got a hold of a couple other dudes and, you know, started another band. Yep. We I think that first one we called Dead From The Neck Up. <laughs> and, and That's actually a pretty good name, though. Yeah, it was all right, and I don't know. There was like a handful. So when I was... In Germany, I actually decided for some reason I'm sitting here with this kid's a little shitty acoustic guitar. I'm like, dude, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do this. And I go ahead and tuned it to D. And that was when I started playing in D. Yeah. So I don't know why I started off in, you know, standard tuning. And I just said, I'm going to go to D. And it just, it is what it is. Started writing that because it's like, I feel like writing something different. ADHD had like 20 songs. Oh, that's awesome. You know what I mean? All originals and stuff. Like Sweet. we got a CD like and all that. And it's like... Which is a whole story in itself. <laughs> there was this place called Caffeine Rush Entertainment in Fort Dodge. Yeah. A little beautiful recording studio. Uh-huh. If you can't sense the sarcasm. <laughs> it was a great place, and we had a lot of fun. We recorded. It, it was a good deal. After the fact, though, there was a long period of switching band members and changing band names, playing random shows. We played at the Escape Shop rcs in fort dodge when it was around yeah i guess i didn't know there was a skate shop here in town there was and there was a half pipe in the back of it and stuff at this one point no way you probably don't know who like i can't remember all the people involved with it but one of them's name was jim gripple no I'm not, he, he was no, he was super him. into the like skate stuff back in the day and they used to have skate demos in fort dodge and all kinds of shit like oh, that's that. that's cool man but uh we played there there's not a lot of venues in fort dodge I played like at the second floor Eagles Club a handful, ten handfuls of times. You yeah. Know? Yep. Uh, I mean, there's a few places to play, and recently it's much different. But and for a long time there wasn't a lot of music in Fort Dodge. Yeah, that's true, man. I feel like uh, recently it's exploded. Yeah. Like it's it's yeah off the chain. Well, the 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 bars have started to accept live music. Yeah. Because they realize people will show up and yeah. enjoy it. Um, yeah. And honestly, the guys that are doing it play some pretty common stuff, like some stuff that you can listen to in a bar. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, and they do it well. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as even like if you want to do originals or covers, I mean, there's tons of awesome cover bands out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm consistently wowed by how good some of those cover bands are out there. Um, and as far as original bands... It's it's crazy how much like even for Three Finger Betty we just show up to some random place and and play and how people are just like dude this is awesome because you know they don't get to have too much original music show up there yeah. so they're always super thankful to have some yeah it's weird like original music is like a touchy subject sometimes like depending on you, sometimes if you're if they got you turned up too loud people will walk up you know like yeah. just because of how loud it is oh totally general. yeah like you got to be presentable about it almost yep. to you know i don't know to not scare him off a little i totally bit. get you man i mean um they're like i just came here to have a drink and these dudes are screaming at me yeah you know you're like well yeah I, the volume thing's always something that uh i mean like i'm in three finger betty and we used to have a setup with uh multiple cabinets and it just was tough to not be loud with multiple cabinets so uh i ended up i don't know a lot of us agreed to kind of just downsize the setup a little bit and yeah, it, it works a little bit better there's a middle ground too man like recently we played a show in hiawatha iowa with a band called father mountain 
Yeah. They're from like Tennessee, Nashville. Well, that's cool. And uh like had no clue what we were going to be up against, you know, like we show uh-huh. up and it's like I'm glad I brought all my amps. Yeah. Because this is like a big metal building and this PA is a piece of shit. Yeah. So if I would have brought my my one little combo amp. Yep. It wouldn't have been enough. It wouldn't have been enough. Yep. You know? And I was like, that's why I bought it. Yeah. So it didn't have to haul so much shit. Uh-huh. Well, I'm glad I brought it that time, I guess. Yeah, no kidding. I uh I I do enjoy using combo amps just for the simplicity. I really wish I didn't have to lug a four by twelve and a head around, but the sound that comes out of it is so awesome. It's hard to right. justify it just bringing like I, one. I use this Marshall code with this with this 4x4 down here, and, like, it's weird. I don't know what the deal is. I haven't totally got it down yet, but um, for the most part, the head powers the, the 4, but, like, there's a setting you can have them, like, all going. Oh, that's crazy, man. Yeah, I, I dig the, like, the combo amp on top of the four by 12 cabinet look a lot like i've always wanted to do it i have a setup that i can do it with but i just it's just too much stuff to bring around i do like the soundscape that it pulls out because you get the open back with the closed back sound and you know (laughs) i got this old school crate amp behind me Uh it's a two by 12 yeah this thing on extension speaker Mm -hmm. it'll connect to another cab and it'll all power like Uh it'll all turn on right yep if it is not hooked to an extension speaker, it won't even make noise. <laughs> what? So like the, something's wrong with it. Yeah, so the, I don't know. <laughs> That's crazy. So the two speakers inside won't make noise unless you hook it up to an extension. Yeah, cab. it has then, to be hooked then, up to an extension. Then cab. you get like six speakers. Yeah, it's, then they all go. So it's six or nothing. All or nothing with that all bad or boy. That's what we're gonna nickname that one. There, all or nothing. There you go. So you end up like doing the whole multi-band change tons of people come in and out it happens a lot to a lot goes of on for years probably three years or four years and then i become in this band called the bed spins the bed spins yes i start playing with my buddy jack on drums who's a terrific drummer yeah and then my buddy toby starts playing on bass eventually okay so at one point i wasn't playing with anybody yeah i start i'm working at fye in the mall in fort dodge the store. CD store yep so this the, dude mike did you uh, did you work with Eric Nelson there at all? I was talking to him. No, I didn't. I but here's another weird little right. little objective thing to this whole story is that that dude is like my second cousin. No way. It's my mom's cousin's son, or uh, her. My mom, like he's literally related to me. That's crazy. I, I don't even know how. Yeah, I did a podcast with him not too long ago. Yeah, a fun guy, man. I don't I even know him. how. So like ADHD played with Hold for Swank years ago. That's awesome. Years dude. ago yeah, in man. Fort Dodge, dude. That's years cool. ago. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, and then like it. It's been a a crazy time here in the middle of Iowa with all all this music. You yep. know, just time goes by and all the things that happen. So Mike Lowe comes into Fye and he says that Brutal Republic needs a drummer. Yep. I start playing drums for Brutal Republic. Oh, cool, man. I play for him for maybe a month. I suck. We play one show, uh, and it's with, like, Pinwheel and, like, someone else. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And so after the show, actually at that show, I talked to my buddy Toby about playing bass uh-huh. for the bed spins because yep. I was, like, trying to get it going. And uh, shortly thereafter, uh, they kicked me out. You know, no, nothing bad or anything. Yep. It was just like, hey, you know, not working, whatever. Yep. So, plus, you know, whatever. I was moving to my 
you know, get my own band going and stuff. Uh-huh. We called it the Bed Spins. Played, you know, a good set. Played uh, Fort Dodge, and I played like Sioux City, some other places. I'd have to think about to remember. Yeah, it was a pretty good band. I mean, we made a good CD. Um, there was a place downtown Fort Dodge where we used to sell used appliances. Uh huh. And this was a in the alley behind Spanky's. Okay. Which was the second floor Eagles Club. Yep. 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 We were in the building just across the street. Mm-hmm. There was a garage door. We hit the code and we can go in. It's it's our place. Yep. And you go down this ramp, uh-huh. a car ramp, yeah, a wooden thing into the basement. Yeah. And uh, down there, I had a stage built with pallets and uh, everything. <laughs> Fucking lights, dude. That's, That's where we awesome. practiced. That's you know, super cool. Totally. Yeah, man. Had some parties down there, uh-huh. and it was just totally nuts like you know i had my buddies skating and shit they'd like go off the ledge down the car ramp people (laughs) were fucking throwing up like (laughs) on the floor there was puke outside the door (laughs) i mean i mean it was a party you know it was it was a fun ass time that's awesome yeah so there was that the bed spins we kind of disbanded it was just one of those things it was just time Mm -hmm. we were all going different paths one of my buddies has had a little bit of problems with like addiction and stuff yeah it wasn't all that. I'm not sure if that was totally worth mentioning or not. Yeah, we could take that up. But uh, <laughs> if, it, if it needs to be, he wouldn't mind talking about it. You know, all it's right. just that at that point, it wasn't as big of an issue. Yeah. So it's not like that was totally it. Yeah. We've had a lot of issues going on. He ended up moving. My buddy Jack, who plays drums now. Yep. He moved to like all around Carolina and then Las Vegas. And uh-huh. now he's back here and he's playing drums again. Sweet. That's cool, so, man. So that's who, you know, was in my band with that and... Uh, there was some years that, that went by there. I played by myself, you know, played my own music, recorded my own shit yep. just to survive, yep. you know, to create my music, you yep. know, and it's like, like eventually it got to the point, you know, you're looking on Craigslist, like what the fuck happened? You yeah, know, like yeah. I have no one to play music with exactly, right now. Exactly. Yeah. And this was like, by now it's been maybe four years or five years i don't know i got with this kid and i'm not playing with anyone at this point i got with this kid who lives in ames iowa and uh his name was josh Mm -hmm. and this was like a totally kind of insane experience all on its own he like plays at the point at that point played punk rock yeah what he called punk rock and it's punk rock just straightforward like three four chord songs yep so anyway, initially I played in this band called Painkillers with him and these people. And uh eventually his drummer quit and he asked me if I would like play with this other band. Yeah. And at that point Jack had moved back to and he was in Des Moines. Okay. So I was like driving from Fort Dodge to Des Moines to pick him up and then to Ames to practice. Yeah. And so, on more than one occasion, yeah. I had to drive him back to Des Moines and then drive to Fort Dodge. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's like once a week. Oh, man. that's I kind of feel you. I uh, live in Humboldt. My bands are in Des Moines, so I do the two-hour jaunt. It's oh, yeah. it's, it's almost the exact same that, thing you guys do. That's a two, pain in yeah, the ass right it, there. It it wears on a guy. It does. It's it's not like it's impossible. I'm not like salty about doing it no, or anything, like, but it's just there's almost a certain feeling like too when you're driving on the way to do it. It's mm-hmm. like this is why I'm doing this. Yep. You know like Yeah. This yeah. is why I'm doing this. Exactly. I know 
Well, yeah, you know where your priorities are at. If I didn't want to do it, I wouldn't be driving down yeah. to go do it or anything. Yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 a blessing and a curse. For so sure. this band is called Personal Vendetta, right? Yeah. Have you heard of them? I have heard the name. It was it was a fun time. Yep. It was a fun time. Interesting story. Might as well talk about it. Why not? Let's do it. I have a story about a show in Ames. Okay. Okay. So here's what happens, okay? At at some point, I hook up with this dude named Josh on Craigslist. Yep. I, I'm in this band Personal Vendetta with him. Uh-huh. Um, I connect with the bass player of the band, yep. you know, and, and he hears the Bed Spins album uh-huh. and he's like, oh yeah, I'd be interested in helping you guys make this other new music. Yep. So, uh, he ends up being the third piece of Americature. Yep. Okay. Um, and Personal Vendetta disbands. Okay. So, uh... We were asked to play a show with our buddy Josh at a later date, and he's in these couple other bands or something. He's always doing something crazy. Uh-huh. He's just a crazy motherfucker, like if you ever really meet him. And uh, we're at this, it's like a train way station or some shit. It's like abandoned, and they've made it this like art thing. Mm-hmm. And we're playing out back outside. Everything's cool. Like We're all just chilling Yeah. at some point. And these are kids that, you know really really get into it they like you know wear the studs and shit this one kid's tattooed from his fucking head to his toes yeah. you know like yep. he's wearing a gag around his fucking neck you know oh, geez. like yeah. i mean like just all all kinds of it you know this yeah. dude has face paint on and shit you know yeah like these guys are just getting down right yep and you know they they come out and they're playing you know this super sloppy like scummy just punk yep you know like doesn't sound good it's just fun to stand there and be I totally get you it. You know, yeah, yeah. be, uh, I don't know, yeah. zoned in, like, okay, be, watch the spectacle, right? Yeah, pretty much. Right? So, and we're standing around, and my buddy Riley Bird, standing next to each other, and the singer, he's, like, looking around for something, and we're like, what's going on? So he comes up, like, finally walks up to me and him, and he, like, kind of crouches down and has the mic in one hand, and with the other hand, like, is pointing, and he kind of, like, you know, scoot apart, guys. So we move apart. And he grabs this, uh, like, unopened box of, like, probably had to have been, like, 100 or 200 fucking thumbtacks, right? <laughs> fucking brings it out, and he just, like, hucks it all over the floor. <laughs> and he just starts fucking throwing himself on the uh, shit, dude. Just and crappy just flopping all over. <laughs> rolling Oh, my God. Thing. Everyone just starts, oh, my God, they're all walking out. And I'm just laughing yeah you know yeah, like, like oh my you, god you know what did like, you do what is happening right now what is what the fuck is happening uh, he's a- bleeding and shit and i don't know eventually it's all over Yep. people the music's over people uh-huh. start walking back okay <laughs> and uh we're like okay it's time to leave you know a cop shows up and he's like so what's going on guys he's cool with everyone he's like i heard that someone's like bleeding or something (laughs) did someone get beat up yeah and and the kid's sitting over there (laughs) yeah uh, in a chair by himself just like sitting there like this fucking uh, it it was me you know it makes you wonder how that went over the police scanner like who calls in what (laughs) like there's a man bleeding he's 
rolling in thumbtacks. It, it, uh, <laughs> uh, it's it, on the south sensor side. It makes side. me wonder if like someone that was there was like called the cops or yeah, something. You like, never are they worried about it? I don't know. Uh, I don't know it's, either. It's nuts. That's so we move forward anyway. We're a caricature <laughs> now. And now we just play our stuff. Uh huh. We don't roll around on thumbtacks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. But we do have a lot of fun. I don't know. We just play our shit. Most of it for us is about playing playing the music. Like the the live stuff. You got to have live shows. Like yeah. in around here, you kind of figure out your limits. It's like how far do you drive? Exactly. Who do you play with? What venues are even worth talking to? Yeah. I mean... Some some of that's payout. Sometimes it's not worth the payout. Sometimes you're just like, I don't care if I get a payout. I'll play here anytime you want me to. You know, I mean, it depends on how far everyone's got to drive. It depends on, I mean, yeah. like if it's local, it's not nearly as bad. But if everybody's got to drive two hours to a show, they're it's like, man, cut cut me some money and I can do it for sure. Otherwise, it's just you spend your whole afternoon, all your money. You don't make any <laughs> gas money back even. It's just tough. From what I've gathered, like as far as Fort Dodge goes, one of the best places for an original band to play is patty's pub absolutely um, um I, yeah i played there last year with three finger betty and they were great to us i mean they were great to everybody that was there i it was one of those things where you're just like wow if every place could be this awesome to every musician it would be sweet but it was also i mean in the defense of everybody it was thanksgiving eve so the yeah. place was mondo packed yeah, and dude. hence the good payout yeah, they, they have a lot of good good times dude like we played uh saint patty's day yeah uh, we played uh halloween sweet one dude, year, dude that know. would be legit yeah it is cool the shitty thing for us is we only play for like 40 minutes yeah we have a lot of music but what happens is you know now we're to the point you gotta learn some stuff we don't mind doing some covers and we and we're, we're kind of looking at that avenue but nothing like we do original covers yeah like we won't play a song that sounds just like someone else exactly. like it's going to be a totally different version yep so like we actually have a version of the safety dance <laughs> okay okay i will say we we do we did used to cover a song bulls on parade yep we'd play pretty much just like rage against the machine yep. it was there was no change there but from what I've talked to these dudes about there isn't any going we're probably not going down that avenue yeah anymore it, but it's a little tough to take a song and gear change it and tweak it just enough where it's like, oh, this this is that song. You know, it's almost like you're listening to it, like you're standing in an elevator and you hear elevator music and then you're just like, oh, I know this yeah. song. It's, it's yeah, like that's the, the tune of yeah, yeah. something popular. Exactly. You know, so that's that's kind of what I dig on the cover songs. Um, I mean, if you just straight up cover a song, it's, it's, it's cool, but it's, sometimes it lacks the originality that you might be trying to put forth with a band that has a name on it, you know? Right, so. right. So what I what what I've come to with it, I'm trying to get these dudes to do a like kind of shit rock '80s compilation uh -huh. of our own style, though. Yeah, like you know, a flow of uh, generic ass songs. Yeah, you know, from yeah. back in the day. Yeah, you know, just just because I don't know why. Oh, I mean, you got to have that creative output somehow, and sometimes writing 100 percent all your own stuff um, isn't. It's not like it's not fulfilling, but sometimes it's fun to just tweak something someone else has. It's almost like uh, taking a recipe you found online and making it your own, you know? Right. As, as opposed to just right. trying to create something absolutely out of your own brain. It doesn't always, I don't know, I don't know, think of some random recipe like, oh, I'm going to make biscuits and gravy casserole or you know, just something like, oh, is that a thing? Is it possible? You Google it and you're like, oh, there's a recipe. Let's do it. Whereas if you were trying to do it in your brain, you'd be like, wait, how in the heck do I do this, you know? 
So you might come up with something completely different than they come up with. I like to use analogies. I don't know if it's justified. Oh, but it, oh it, it is. It absolutely <laughs> is. Because, like, especially we're sitting here talking. No one can see us. No. No one knows what the hell we're doing. We no. could be doing anything in here as long as we could concentrate on what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. So, you I, know. I don't know. I just You got to put it out there for them. Yeah. Is it know? weird to think? Visualize. Yeah. You got to visualize. Okay, so, yeah. Cover <laughs> songs are just like biscuits and gravy casserole. If you, <laughs> Just like it. Just it's, like it's, it. It's literally the same thing. If you're looking up the recipe. Uh, it's in there. It's in there. <laughs> so, how many shows do you guys do a year, do you think? Oh, Right now, not too many. I mean, it's one of those things, like, I can only probably play Fort Dodge, like, twice a year. Yeah. Maybe a little more, like I probably could. Yeah. And there's plenty of people here now where, like, you know, you could do that, mm -hmm. but no one has a very good spot for it. Yeah. Like, like you could play a fucking, you know, guitar acoustically anywhere. Yep. And charge someone to fucking have yep. you play. Yeah. But for me to come into your small bar and absolutely destroy shit. Yeah. Like not literally, but yeah. oh, play I... so fucking hard that people are just gonna be like, damn. Yeah. You got a problem. Yeah. You know, and walk off. It's uh -huh. like you know, you don't even ask. Dude, yeah, I, I feel you a little bit. It's I don't know if it's like self-consciousness or what it is, but like Three Finger Betty, we use a little profanity sometimes. We play some kind of like, I call it like face-melting punk. It's a lot of fast drum, fast guitar solos, but it's like punk at heart, kind of. Um, sure. So I, it's tough to describe, but it's not everybody's cup of tea, so sometimes I'm like worried going places. And that's where it comes back to like, we played a show at the Poor House in Humboldt, uh, New Year's Eve, and it's, I was just blown away. The building was just like packed front to back, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, it's it's not like, "Oh, they really like us," but it's kind of like, "Holy cow!" Everyone's not scared of this. Yeah, you know? good crowd. So, so you shouldn't always trust your instincts. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You I know? I should probably uh, reach out a little more. Yeah, you never. I, I probably should. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's like honestly, uh, there's so much going on in general. It's like. Uh, it's really a, like a, a big job to, to really put yourself out there yeah. to promote and find the places. Like I can name the places that I should be playing. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's you know what I mean? It's, but it's, it's like, it's not, uh, all, it's not always easy to get there. It's not always easy, easy to have the constant contact with the right people to make that happen. You know? And, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not easy. I, I, you know, in three finger Betty, John does most of the booking and I book a handful of shows here and there, but it, it's not easy, man. Like I've no. I've struck out at least as often as as I've hit the yeah. ball, you know. So some of them just like don't read the email or yeah. something. It's like you got to just keep getting back a hold of them yep. or something. Bug the fuckers, you know. Yeah. But sometimes you bug someone that you know plays there. I mean, like I've mm -hmm. I've gone that route before where it's just like, hey, I'm trying to play here, and I I hit up the Facebook page, and no one responded, and they're like, oh, hit a, get a hold of this guy and see what he thinks, you know. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, you know. It's um, it's also tough just to go by invite only because sometimes people think you're not interested if you're only taking invites to shows, you know, like, um, like let's say you're like, oh, we'll take bookings, but it's only if someone contacts us and then people don't know that, you know, you're willing to take yeah, more than, yeah. than you actually do. Like so. we, we are, but one thing we've done in the last few months is, okay, <clears throat> um, the guy that used to play for the bed spins used to play bass. Toby is playing guitar for us now, but he's playing baritone guitar. Uh -huh. And uh, so we've been training him in the last like two months, and for us, it's more important to like sound good than sound right than to just go play. Yeah, totally. so like 
you know, we're adding him. We want to sound right when the time comes to play live. Exactly. You know, so that's what we've been doing. And we've been recording this stuff here that I'll show you here in a little bit. But, Sweet. Um, yeah, the main thing for us is get, get this, get the recordings done, get something to show people. Exactly. Get something to show people. We don't have merchandise. I have a lot of ideas, good ideas and shit, but yep. it's like, dude, uh, I am I li- I literally am helping like establish this whole business thing that we have going on. Uh-huh. Like it's a family business. Uh-huh. Like my basically what happened is my dad took what was left in his savings and he sold my mom's car uh-huh. and bought our first truckload of the shit we sell now. Oh cool. And that was like 6 years ago. Yeah. Or so. And since then, it's just like it's went up and around and weird, and but it's going well, and now yeah. it's leveled off, uh-huh. and we actually seemed okay last year. So yeah. now, finally, we've started a, another store in Des Moines. Oh, cool! So what is it? Harps Outlet is what we're called. Oh, no kidding! Yeah, yeah, dude. I uh, you guys have like uh, appliances and such. Yeah, I totally been in there, and I was blown away like uh do you care if we talk about it just oh just a yeah skosh? go ahead dude um so like the deal with me going in there was like i go to iowa central and uh not everybody at iowa central has tons of money and sometimes that's why they're at iowa central so somebody needed a washer and dryer and we went there and and bought one there because it was so much cheaper than everywhere else and the whole deal with it was there was like some paint scratched off the front and that's why it was cheaper and everything works it's it's worked for two and a half years and it still works i mean it's not like you know it's just like it was almost just like a scratch and dent was all it was you know yeah that's most of what it is it's gonna be like they made too many of them if they make a new year's model if there's too many on the in the warehouse or if it gets to someone's house wrong one they don't like it there's a scratch if there's too much damage on the box these people the stores can send them back to lg yeah and there's basically you know, I don't want to get into the whole aspect of like the business aspect, but uh, they come from all over the United States. Yeah, man, is is my point. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's really cool, dude. That's a uh, I didn't know that was you or your family and such. So that's that's awesome, dude. Yeah, like to the very best of our knowledge, very best of our knowledge, we were the first people in Iowa to do this. That's cool. Um, since then there is a lot of people starting to do what we do well it totally makes sense it does it does you can't blame them you can't no but but it's 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 such a good thing to have around though because i mean the one that we picked up was in like a scratch and dent pile and it was like you had to look for where the paint was scratched off and it's like if that's literally what's going to cause this thing to be discounted is literally just a and i'm gonna you know it's it's not like someone's not going to scratch this thing anyway it makes you wonder how long these companies have been doing stuff like this yeah and it's like what were they doing before yeah i don't know maybe it says something about the wastefulness yeah maybe they started to think about it i don't know i don't know man it's because maybe they, yeah, hard, hard tell. I think man. I think a little bit of it's insurance on the big, the big business aspect. Because if you make so much and you claim so much and you whatever, yep, that yep. might be a little bit of yeah, it. yep. But uh, it seems to go been going well. So we're gonna try to establish ourselves in Des Moines and yeah, 
Cool. So you guys have been busy doing that, and that's been so soaking busy, up, soaking dude, up a like, lot of your time. Because yeah. actually, I hit you up quite a while ago about trying to get a podcast episode in, yeah. and and you've been pretty busy. Yeah, so dude, and we, it was like at the beginning of December or like uh, late November or middle of November when we like started getting the the shop figured out. Yeah, that it was gonna for sure happen. Uh-huh. So since then is when I've been really busy. Like before that, I wasn't that fucking busy. But, yeah, yeah. But since then, I've been like working my ass. Uh huh. Yeah, dude, that's that's super cool to hear. I mean, it's uh, it's also nice to hear that you got like one of those businesses. You start, you, family starts from the ground up, and you know, it's right. It's such a cool yeah, thing, dude. Have we, we've got you know we've bought some vehicles and stuff like that, but aside from that. Have not borrowed a single dime. That's sweet, dude. Well, congratulations to all you guys on that. I'm glad we could like squeak a little time out to do a you know podcast episode. Like, super thanks for that. Yeah, um, no problem. Um, very good to get together. Good to meet you. Yeah, no I kidding. I can only imagine how it is to go to random places and meet random musicians if you don't know them, especially. It's actually and interview them. It's I don't a, know. It's kind of odd though. Like I've done some with people I know, and because we've told each other the stories so many times, it's weird to like rehash a story we've already told each other. Right. And then, and then the, this awesome what could be twenty minute story turns into a three minute story, and someone's like, "Yeah, I don't know." So we played the show. And, I mean, it was cool. Uh, yeah, you were there. Uh, yeah. Anyways, it was good. And it's like, well, that's not the story I remember how you told it to me. But you know, it's right. it's also it's like kinda, I know you can tell that story better. Than yeah, that. and it's also cool getting together with someone new because I don't, I don't I don't know literally almost anything about you other yeah. than the fact that you and yeah. I kind of like the same. It's area very of music. it's it's real nice to be able to like just tell someone about you know the the this aspect of this kind of music that's happened around here. Yeah, you know, like I there's been some bands that come from Fort Dodge, like one that was kind of like us and they used to be more like us than they are now mm-hmm. is like 22 salute. Yeah. Like yep. we played with them back in the day when they were like called the league. This okay. was when we were in high school. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. we all came up like at the same time. A lot of us, um, the drummer for brutal Republic is my buddy, Caleb. Yep. And he graduated a year under me. Uh-huh. We, we all been playing like dude, I played. I was playing in a band with him and my buddy Jack, like way back when we were real young. Yeah. So it's like we've all we've all really got to know each other, and there's a lot of roots around. Yeah. Around the area, really. Yeah, it's crazy. Like uh, I went to the Fort Dodge Jam Night at Patty's last. Uh, it was in December, and uh, I was in. I was one of the house musicians there that night, so I played a little bit. And then everybody else hops up and plays, and. When nobody's got anything to play, I hop back up there and play some more, you know. So it, it was, like, a really fun time. I never really had the confidence to do stuff like that until recently, and uh, props to Jeremy Ober for inviting me to that. But, I'm, you know, it was one of those things I showed up there, and it's like, I didn't know there was 46 guitarists going to show up to this. or what. You know, it was right. there was, like, 18 people there that played guitar that got on stage. There was four drummers. There was three bassists. It was just like, this is nuts, you know. Um, nice. And I haven't had the you know privilege of getting down there much i don't even i don't go out much uh-huh. to, to be honest but i've only heard good things about about the thursday jam session yeah That's dude third thursday or something. third thursday jam sessions at a uh, patty's pub in fort dodge it's it's tons of fun like i never thought too much to go to a jam session thing uh I play in that punk band in Des Moines, Three Finger Betty. We usually like to end the sets with like a little jam session. We just kind of like goof off and get real nuts and start playing some like trippy jammy stuff and and just get real crazy, like stomp on all your effects pedals and see what happens, kind of stuff. And, nice. And uh, 
after doing that a lot, it was just kind of like, you know, I can kind of do this if you just learn like the skeleton to most songs, you can jam out the rest of it and call it good enough. And right. And so I started doing that to handfuls of songs, and I, I went to a one of the jams in Barnum that Clint Riedel does, and um, it was. I don't know. I was too shy to get up there until most people left. And then it's just like, all right, give me that guitar. I'll hop up there now. You know, now that there's only like nine people in the building. Right. But yeah, it's tons of fun actually getting out and doing those things. It's crazy to see how many people are out there. Um, I mean, as we're recording this, um, it's it would have been last night that I went to uh, Bode to the Red Lantern. They had a jam night there and I played a few songs and stuff. And I, you know, I'll go to Iowa Central. I, I met a kid there that plays music, and I was like, "Hey, you want to go to this jam night?" And we we're like, "Yeah." So we show up, and someone says, "Hey, you guys want to play some songs?" And it's like, "Uh, can you play these songs?" And he was just like, "Yeah, I think so." So we just like went up there, and we ended up playing Stranglehold and Voodoo Child and Nice, uh, uh, Almond Brothers, and we just played a handful of songs. We that's cool, dude. Because yeah. like I, I mean, I could play stuff like that, but I just don't, mm-hmm. and like. It's weird. I've had so little time, like, for really sitting alone with an instrument that anymore when we play or we write a new song, like, like what I do is like I I get I get my lyrics together mm-hmm. in my head and maybe on my phone, you know. Yep. And I know like the tune yep. that, that I envision behind it, and I just come down and like the last one or two songs we did, like, literally came down and and decided to start playing guitar for it that day. Oh man, and and so like, and it seems to work out. Yeah, I mean they're not super complicated tunes. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, it's nothing that I seriously need to sit down and fucking like go back over and over to learn. Like I know what I want it to sound like. And yep. So it's just like that's how we've been rolling with it. Yeah, it's uh like striking when the iron's hot kind of deal. You yeah. know, when the inspiration's there, you you go down and do it. Um, yeah. You know, I I do have like a. Uh, pretty much like a, a really simple version of recording stuff and i and i have recorded a few things other than podcasts it's not something i do too much of because i'm not uh confident enough in my songwriting ability to sit down and like record stuff and, and show other people even though i'm in a bunch of bands i don't do a lot of the the heavy legwork i'm more like the uh accent piece around the you know sure. I'm, I'm the parsley on the plate i guess you know sure. it's it's got to be there but yeah, I don't know what the hell I am or what I do. You know, it ends up yeah. like I write music, dude, and then like it's accumulation of years of shit, you know, and uh-huh. it's like, you know, now I have this stuff, you know, you build up your recording stuff and like that's my drums, like this is all my stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. and it's like you know, eventually it, it ends up being like, dude, why would I pay any more to have someone else do my shit? Exactly. You know what I mean? If yeah. I have the tools. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I don't know, maybe one day when I don't have the time and I have the money. (laughs) I'm sure you're kind of like me, though. You, like, for the most part, go the used route and you try and just, like, make every dollar count when you're going to do stuff like this. Dude, like, those drums are so old it's not even funny. Those are from the year 2008, the gold ones. Yep. You know, you replace the heads and all that other stuff. It's a pearl set. But that bass or that floor tom is from, like, 1950-something. It's a pearl old school tiger eye from a set and i have like the bass drum that's and, nuts uh, dude the snare drum is like a 60 something it says it on there they're worth like a few hundred dollars is the is the snare that's crazy um we bought just honestly dude we bought like new symbols just recently the, the one and then the hi-hat was like a special kind of hi-hat 
And anymore, dude, I'm like, hell, like you got to spend on some of this shit. Like, uh, cymbals are definitely one. You yeah. Because I'll tell you what, I bought a used drum set and it's got some like Zildjian Ks and there's also a couple of those like $190 three pack Zildjian cymbals tossed in there too. It's it's like nails on a chalkboard bad compared to the Zildjian Ks, huh. you know. So oh, yeah. the cheap ones yeah. don't do you justice. And really, like we're we're really aiming for recording and stuff, you know. Like it's been years. I got a I got this amp, this Fender little bass amp, like two years ago, whatever. You is that know? a rumble there? I'm not sure. <clears throat> if it is, I dig. I totally dig on those rumbles. It's like one of the lightest little yeah amps that I, you can imagine i bet it's the rumble it probably is I, I went online and read about that and i think the deal with that was the original fender rumbles were like 80 some pounds really? and it's just like a one and by now 15 they're like check it out yeah now it's like Dude, 36 have you pounds. ever messed with one they sound so have good you, have you picked one up yeah okay they, good. they weigh like nothing it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like an empty suitcase anyone who has not picked that thing up they go to pick it up and yeah. they're like whoa yeah. whoa my god <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's that old trick you have. Like, here, help me lift this. It's really heavy, and it's just an empty box. And they're like, bah! <laughs> what was it? Last year, I bought this that that guitar and that amp. You know, uh-huh. so it's like it's a yearly thing. I can't really, you know, all year buy new shit. But like that guitar, it was a pretty penny. Yeah, it was over, you know, fifteen hundred bucks. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Then, I can and, totally see that. And, and then that fucking amp was like a four hundred dollar amp. Yeah, which man. isn't super bad. No, nah, it's not amp. terrible. Uh. I mean, especially when you get some speakers with it and stuff. And I amps are one of those things. I feel like uh, I don't know. You can get sucked into spending a lot of money on a very minute amount Hell of yeah. of tone increase. Yeah, or, dude. And then we, I've been and shit just breaks. Yeah. You know, maintenance like these these fifteen inch speakers. The both the bottom ones on these PVs were blown out. Uh-huh. So we had to buy new ones for both of them. Yeah. You know, like, otherwise they're fucking useless. I mean, like, you can play out of them, but yeah. it's like, dude, you're not going to lug this damn thing somewhere for that. Yeah. You know, yeah. That. yeah, for for one horn and one fifteen. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So. Yeah. But, yeah, that and the upkeep is another reason. I, I start to find out when I have too much gear, when you're like, I broke a string, and then I broke a string on another guitar, and then you like, I haven't played this one in a few months, and the strings are kind of junky, and then it's like, man, I'm spending, like, 28 bucks today just to restring some guitars, and... I can't afford that kind yeah, of crap it's ridiculous. anymore, you know, or, or even just like uh, this one I want to put heavier strings on, and it's a Floyd Rose, so it needs a setup, and I don't want to spend an hour doing it, so you pay someone else right. to do it. And, and you want like, it done right, too. Yeah, because I can do it, but it's not going to be 100% perfect. And, you know, like it's one of those deals where if I'm going to pay someone, they're going to take the time to do it right, you know, and it's it's tough. I mean, I can, I can do a lot of the stuff, but it's exactly like you said. you got to make sure it's done right, so uh you do play drums though yeah uh, i mean not like every day or every week or anything but i mean i can play bass drums guitar sing yep uh, I, I can play like a, i could play a piano if it was in front of me uh-huh. um shit like that yeah so that's pretty cool man i uh i learned how to uh, i learned, actually learned all my music theory on a piano which is one of the reasons it took so long for me to like transfer all of that to a guitar because all the patterns my brain had laid out were piano shaped patterns sure and then then when you're just like okay it's on six strings now and every five frets it repeats and if you go and just trying to think about stuff uh go down to the next string here uh the octave would be there and eventually it all just kind of became second nature to me and now i don't know how i do it because some people ask me like well how do you know that you're doing that i don't know i don't know just it's it's pretty natural yeah i feel like after a while yeah. You know, like, and I'm not like a super shredder, but yeah, 
It's just playing normal. I mean, just kind of playing along with something. Uh-huh. Not that hard. A- after you pick up a guitar, you yeah. know, or a bass or whatever. And yeah. Figure it out a little bit. I mean, it's just learning a handful of chords. You can learn, like, most songs written before 1980. Yeah. And, I mean, like, there's, like, five chords you could learn and, and play, like, 40% of the songs that were written. I mean, that's just a <laughs> gross over-exaggeration. <laughs> but it's it's a generality that's almost true still. Right. You know? Um, yeah. And that's nothing against the people that wrote songs back in the day, but it feels like... Um, it kind of depends on what avenue you want to take because some people, like I know some people that can play all the open chords, they know all the shapes and they don't know any of the n- names or like, I don't know if this is a G or a G or D minor or I don't know, I just know that this is the shape that I saw on a tab once and I play it when it's supposed to come up in this song and it's like, how do you do that? Like, how do you memorize all these yeah, shapes in t- a pattern? I don't know what it is. I played the bass cello in from 5th to 8th grade. Uh-huh. I have no clue how to read music. Yeah. You know, I got by. Yep. I don't know how the fuck I got by. Yeah. You know, like, uh-huh. you know, I, I mean, I did learn it. Mm-hmm. I don't know it now. Were you playing it for, like, lessons or church or school? I was or? playing it for school. Where, uh, around At, here? Yeah, in Fort Dodge. Uh, Mr. Ellerston, Jim Ellerston was the teacher. Did they, do you have, like, a symphony here? Uh, like a kid's just, symphony? Just school. They used to do or- band and orchestra. Oh, the cool. Fort Dodge like high school band yeah is actually pretty damn good like they've been good for a, a long time oh yeah i just didn't realize you guys had an orchestra yeah here. there used to be there's not one i anymore. don't know i think there is now but it ain't nothing dude that'd dude. be even that'd be wild even when i was young there was like five people in oh, orchestra okay. it was okay. like yeah no one thought it was cool they yeah. didn't they didn't teach guitar anymore oh, by man. the time i got to fifth grade they didn't teach guitar oh man so i had yeah. to pick up the bass cello because it was the closest fucking thing i could learn to knowing the notes on a like stringed instrument an yep. electric stringed instrument yep it's like okay get ready to play the bass guitar i guess <laughs> yeah well i mean you know you gotta start somewhere and it just it's kind of yeah. crazy that it gets you it's like that's what got your foot in the door was like the cello you know and I mean, yeah. You did you play anything that before that? That was the first instrument I actually played. Okay. Yeah. Did you play any horned instruments or anything like that in uh, band? Like, um, a- after like a year or two of orchestra, he tried to get me to do the tuba. Uh, yeah. I can, I, mean, I, I tried can... a little bit, you know, yeah, whatever. Yep. yep. Didn't you know? Didn't continue. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't blame you. Tuba is actually way tougher than i people. probably could have but i was ready to quit orchestra you know, already yeah. so yeah. it was yeah. like he's like man they're not gonna let us do orchestra anymore or something dude they they've done some weird stuff i don't know what the deal is man mm-hmm. i suggest that they do save the music though yeah man. you know what i mean however the fuck that needs to happen yeah, when i was in high school they were talking about uh eliminating either chorus or band from our school and they were like, we're getting rid of one of the teachers, and so we're either going to have time for one person to split it in half, or you're getting one or the other. Ooh. And so, Where was that at? In Humboldt. Ooh. And so, like, a hundred and some kids and all their parents went to the school council meeting, and it's like this room about this big. And we just, like, we're, like, all out the door and, like, standing outside around and, like, looking through the windows and stuff. Oh, like, wow. Like, no, you're not doing that. Sorry. Like, cut something else. And they listened, and they did. And it's... I mean, I don't know what they where they skimped some money out, but it was like, dude, if you're short on the budget, you can't cut this. So, Oof. well, yeah. that's good they kept it. Yeah, uh, man, it's it's a tough situation, but it's also I don't know the band up there is pretty fun. Like I had so much fun playing in the band. I wish I would have applied myself a lot better because 
I mean, yeah. when any- you're a kid, you just have no clue. No, no, I didn't have a frame of reference for anything, and it definitely showed, you know, 15 years later. <laughs> so <laughs> it's almost embarrassing to talk about sometimes, but uh, I'm sure anybody that's listening that knew me when I was younger is definitely like, check, you're correct, you know? Like, so, but yeah, I played trumpet a little bit. Uh, I don't know how I kind of got started playing guitar. I found one at my grandma's house and was just like, oh, let's see if we can figure this thing out, you know? And you just. The internet's here. It's got to tell me how to do this, you know, because the internet tells you how to do everything. And sure enough, I just kind of started like learning some songs. Believe it or not, I like I was really into Our Lady Peace for some reason, and started just hamming through some of their songs. And it's weird what happened there after the year two thousand. Yeah, I mean, just with music in general, there was a lot of rock still. But the rock, I feel like, wasn't the same rock it was before. No. I no, everything became mainstream. Like every aspect of it started to get cheesy. Yep, I feel. Uh, yeah, it all became a <laughs> a caricature of itself. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. I also like to think about things as in like the phases. Like the late '90s were so weird. Uh, maybe because I was a kid growing up. I mean, I was you know young teenager when all this was happening. Like a really really young teenager or a tween or whatever you want to call it but uh i mean like howard stern starts being on tv and it's like what and then there's like pro wrestling every chick has like double right, and it's like yeah. this doesn't a make a lot any, of like, cultural yeah, changes yeah for it's sure. just everybody was oversexed on everything and and it's just monster trucks this and wow. like explosions that and i just i mean I guess maybe everyone thought the world was going to end in 2000 i don't know like i'm just like i'm in sixth grade and i'm learning how to you know multiply fractions i don't know what the deal was dude like there was a lot of hard asses i feel back in the day i don't know we're not kids now so i don't know how kids are i mean i know because i have kids and like you hear about the shit they do but the uh i don't know man the way that things used to be so much different the way that dudes would treat other dudes if they didn't like them you know if you were a different guy you know or whatever yeah they're still hard you know to get by i'm sure but like I totally get you, man. It's it's weird because I also feel like uh, I mean, this is not to turn this into like a social commentary piece, but I feel like everyone's like as nice and as mean as they've ever been at the exact same time. When right now, just or right now, just it? in general, like everyone's like yeah. so nice, but Super at the same time, sarcastic. But at the same like, time, they're like really mean about really everything. dark about yeah. it too. It's like, damn, you're acting so happy about something that's like what you're saying is like kind of fucked up. But. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, oh man, these guys are the best. They're so good, and they go away, and they're like, dude, these guys totally suck. And it's like, wait, wait, what? That's like you get the two facedness of stuff. Yeah, sometimes. very much so. Or, I mean, dude. It's they've made it so easy for people to be who they want, especially online. Yeah. Like you can be whoever you want. Yeah, man. You can be whoever you want online and like you get together and it's just a whole different story. Yeah. And that's I try to remember that when I'm on Facebook, like I have unfollowed several people that I'm really good friends with just because it's like I don't want to see like I'm still friends with them on Facebook, but yeah. sometimes they say things where it's like, dude, I don't think you realize the no, energy you're no, putting th- out here. This is public shit. Yeah, but it's like, dude, it's uh, and it's and I just disagree with it. So it's like I don't want to hate you over some stuff you're putting on right. Facebook. That doesn't make any sense. Guys, like, guys, you your voice on you have no voice on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook is not a real voice. Everybody, no. you no, know, it, it is a thing. You type, you you say what you think. And it's a place, yeah. really, in your mind that you're putting this shit. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's like, 
That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, I totally get it. Like, I, I love the Facebook stuff. I love going online and seeing what people are up to, but sometimes... I, I like it, it too. You tough. know, I, I don't really go online. Sorry if I'm interrupting No, you. go for it. Like, I don't really get online, but I do like the whole, the whole like, ask, I don't know, the whole idea of it is, is cool. It, people just like i don't know if it's it's probably not just of it yeah not yeah awesome. it's a competition out there yeah on, that, on um, that shit and you know if we were all standing in the same room sometimes you might not be so bold or you might yeah. not be so unwilling yeah, to like exactly you know like, people don't want to talk shit because it's on facebook they're going to get talked or looked at differently yeah and i it's one of those other things where it's you think you have somebody pegged based on what you see online and then you go meet them and you're like dude this person's a human being they're totally nice they're a great person or a great guy great gal you know it's just i try my best to not judge people on what i see right. online i try my best because what, what, what i don't like is the whole group uh like calling it on a group type shit like where where they can say this oh. type of person does yeah. this it's a like blanket. if you actually look at someone and and start to think or understand them or talk to them yep. figure it out you know not everyone is a certain way yeah things aren't as simple as they could be everyone's actually a lot more complex it's like to try to change as many minds as you can you mm-hmm. uh bring it to a wide range of people that it could be and just be yeah. like, well, fuck all you people yeah. that might think this way. And, <coughs> it, and it is tough to like get online and kind of brag about what you're doing in a positive manner without coming across kind of douchey. And I don't know if it sound like totally asshole-ish about it, but like, it's tough to go online and be like, dude, we're the best band in the world and we're coming to your town and we're going to wreck it and stuff. You know, it's like people either aren't going to believe it or going to be like, dude, you're super conceited, you know? So right, like, right. sometimes when I share the shows that I'm playing, I'm just like, um, you know, like I'm going to a place. You can be there too. Yeah, and, and that's yeah, like, like all I share. Like we'll yeah. be here tonight. Yeah, yeah. type stuff. Yeah, you know, not like everybody. You gotta this go. Is the, this like, is gonna be the shit. Yeah, Whatever. don't miss it. It's the show of no the century. You know, like no one cares. It, it, Whatever bar they're going to that night yeah. is where the whatever entertainment they find is gonna be. You yeah, know, I, sometimes I try to let the people that I know want to go go. You know, like oh th- these guys like to go to shows or they s- expressed interest. So you hit them up and you don't send them a text message or whatever, but. It's uh, I mean, like being online is not easy. It's weird to have try to have a constant presence, and it's 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 odd to not just so, like oversaturate. And... So here's something funny. Yeah, I probably send out like twenty texts, text <laughs> messages to people, my friends, people I know in my phone yeah. about when I'm playing a show in Fort Dodge, yeah, where they live, yeah, or right by where they live, yeah, right. Not only that, but you know, you got. We don't have barely barely any fucking likes on Facebook or whatever. I'd say it's like sixty some, right? Yeah. Well, you know, no one lives around here anyway, but uh-huh. it's not like you know people might not have heard about it. Uh huh. So I'm not sure any of those people show up that I contact or that even see us on Facebook in Fort Dodge. Yeah. But all of a sudden, it is actually a room of people. Yeah. It's like Ex- okay, exactly. No one I asked to come here is here, but there's still people here. Yep. I don't know what's going on, but I'm just gonna roll with this. Yeah, you know? dude. And I and I dig on that because it's it comes back to live music being a really big thing again. Yeah. Uh, I I never really thought I would get back into music as much as I did, but I got sucked in wholeheartedly. Like almost every genre, uh, cover bands, jam jam nights, uh, you know, metal, punk, uh, playing in greasy bars, playing in awesome 
places that are literally just yeah, made to yeah. have have concerts. Yeah. The, I mean, the, it's it's all cool, man. The dive bars are sometimes as fun as the 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 bigger stuff. Yeah. That's for sure. I've had plenty of fun in in some shitty places. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and like you mentioned earlier, playing in a basement. I've played in a handful of those, and those are surprisingly fun sometimes. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah, they're they're fun. So, uh, I mean. It's kind of weird how it all came full circle, talking about social media and then coming back to why, you know, you got a caricature and you guys don't have too much on there. And it, it almost doesn't matter because the people right. know, still come to the right. show, even if they don't know. And Yeah, it's a very, I don't know, on the spot thing right now. Uh-huh. That's for sure. Well, I know you guys got the Facebook. Do you have anything else? Um, I mean, you got like he, Bandcamp. There is, or... I think, a, there's either, I think it's a Bandcamp. We have a band camp. There's like a couple songs on there. All right. Americature band camp or something or other. All Americature right. on Facebook. Yeah. I, That's like America plus caricature yes. equals Americature. Is, is that what you were going with for the name? One, or? B- one billion percent, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So it's a... Uh, dude, yeah. I dig it. That's a that's a really good name, actually. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things. Well, you're not the first person to, you know, like people assume that, but you gotta have to tell people a little bit. Yeah, they don't really know what they're what you're getting at there a yeah. little bit. It's like, damn. So, yeah, what do you do? I mean, I'm in a band called Three Finger Betty, so I gotta do the opposite. You gotta coax them out of what they think. Yeah, it's like, no, dude, it's it's just a thing. Yeah, right. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> we'll, then they're like, oh, your logo says differently, and it's like, well, just chill out a little bit, dude. You know, <laughs> <laughs> there's no hiding Three Finger Betty. Yeah, that's tough. to... Americature is kind of like in plain sight, but you're like. What? Everybody, like, do I want to Google that? Like, I don't know if right. I want to Google that. Right. Like, You'll find more if yeah. you Google Three Finger Betty yeah. than if you Google America. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, I'll uh, at least put your Facebook in the description. I'll try to find out if you guys got a band camp. If, if you know you do, you can shoot me a message okay me i'm pretty sure we do um i just don't handle a lot of stuff online yeah i totally get it but uh yeah i'm we're getting real close to the hour here and i'm you know i'm super glad i got to sit down and like meet you and talk to you for sure uh i mean even after just knowing you literally for an hour uh pretty cool guy man i well, thank I, you i, I feel yeah, like we got a, good talking yeah i feel like we got along pretty famously for an hour so yeah dude it's, not a problem it's been good chatting i don't talk to a lot of people as far as this kind of stuff goes, podcast or online or anything, yeah, so it's so, good to, to talk to someone in the community. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, we'll get this thing shared here pretty soon, and uh, I'll give your give your stuff a listen here because we're gonna check out some of the stuff you've recorded here. So uh, appreciate it. We'll get your stuff in the description here, and thanks. Thank you very much. Hey, episode 20 is in the bank. Uh, that was a great one. Uh, it, you know, it's probably one of the funnest things you can get to do is actually sit down with people that you don't actually know and just get to know them. Um, I mean, I'm not necessarily one of the best conversationalists in the world, but I do like talking to people. And, uh, you know, it's great to actually like, talk to somebody and get to know them. And 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 big shout out to Jared for letting me uh, squeak over to his place and do a podcast with him. Uh, you know, he's a heck of a nice guy. He showed me some of that Americature stuff that they're getting recorded. It sounds fantastic. So if you have never heard of them, make it to one of their shows because they don't have a whole lot of stuff online. They do have a Facebook. They do have a band camp, I believe. I, I'm going to search for it and put it in the descriptions if I can find it uh, in the post-editing here. But, you know, it's it's super great. I, I love sitting down and talking to people that I don't ever usually get to talk to. I, I love meeting new people, 
Uh, I feel like I'm building a nice small community here of people that uh, can get to know one another and hit each other up about shows. And uh, I'm just going to keep doing this. Uh, next week, I'm going to have another great podcast lined up. I've uh, been super, super busy with school and in- interning and all sorts of other things. So I'm doing my best to get these out in a timely fashion, and, and I've yet to be late on one. So uh, keep your fingers crossed. We'll uh, look for you next week. I'm definitely going to be around. So uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. I also got to give a big thanks to New Revolt Promotions. They are our sponsor for this podcast episode, and New Revolt Promotions' goal is to help young artists find an audience and become established in the local community by putting them on stage and helping them connect with other artists. New Revolt's next show is February 24th at Rats Records. That's in Des Moines. They're going to have three brand new local bands playing alongside the Astro Bastards at that show, so go check it out. I know the Astro Bastards are awesome. I always like new music, so you better go check that show out. It's going to be a great time. If you're... uh, looking to get on stage you got a band you want to uh hit up new revolt promotions go to their facebook page i've got a link to that down in the description as well if you're looking to play some shows uh maybe you know somebody that wants to play some shows just hit them up you never know what's going to happen uh they they pretty much feature new bands as their their mainstay uh it's not just new bands but that is that's what their forte they love to try to get people that don't have the exposure to help them get the exposure that they deserve and that's kind of what i'm doing here so uh shout out to new revolt promotions for doing that hit up their facebook page give it a like go ahead send them a message if you got a band and you want to do a show uh, i mean they, they could do shows all over the place they got a lot of shows coming up so uh check out that february 24th show at rats records with the astro bastards uh send them an email kobe murray at gmail.com once again that's down in the description as well and uh let hey you know what if, if you can't make it to that February 24th show at Rats Records in Des Moines, maybe you want to venture up to Humble. Uh, Three Finger Betty's playing a show with the Astro Bastards at the Prowler in Humboldt, Iowa. And that show is actually coming up this Saturday. It will be February 2nd, I do believe. And uh, yeah, that show is going to be off the hook. There's going to be a nacho bar at the bar so uh i don't know who's headlining whether or not it's going to be the astro bastards three finger betty or that nacho bar you know <laughs> man it's when was the last time you played a show and there was a nacho bar there i don't know this is going to be sweet i can't wait for this show i'm stoked to get to play with the astro bastards again they're always entertaining uh y- you better check that show out if you're in my area i know there's a lot of shows scheduled for that weekend in the area uh, most of my musician friends are already busy but I expect to see a bunch of my other friends out at the show if you're not at one of the other shows around the area. So uh, check out those live shows. Check out New Revolt Promotions' Facebook page. Definitely go check out all that Americature stuff. There's, uh, like I said, there's a limited amount of it, but you can throw them a like on Facebook, if nothing else. It, uh, it'll it do some good. You never know. Uh, I, I want to do a show with Americature eventually. Um, Three Finger Betty's a little bit busy right now. We all have quite a few different things going on. But we are still taking bookings, so if you want to hit up Three Finger Betty for a booking, go ahead and do it. Otherwise, I will check you guys next week. Thank you very much for listening to Episode 20. We'll see you next week with Episode 21. Peace.